everybody. Welcome to the USL show. Um, a show about, well, the United Soccer League. Brought to you by, uh, by Roughneck Scarves, which is your home for um, U.S. men's national team, USL, MLS Scarves, as well as Scarves for, uh, for club or fundraisers. Um, definitely check those guys out, roughneckscarves.com. We are also brought to you and produced by the, uh, the Beautiful Game Network podcast. Check those guys out, bgn.fm on the interwebs, as well as at the bgn.fm on the Twitters. Um, I'm your host, as always, uh, Bethlehem's favorite son, Evan Vallala. And joining me, um, sometimes my soccer friends, sometimes my soccer mm-hmm. colleagues. It is, uh, first and foremost, the waviest man in the St. Louis metropolitan area, the cream in your Irish coffee, Phil Grooms. Hello, hello. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. I'm uh, today. I'm drinking this uh, Brooklyn yeah. Brewery uh, sour, and it's really yeah. good. Sours have been my jam this summer. Sours are great. For uh, honest, I'm probably a little if too into them. I love them. Um, the man who puts the show in show notes. It's our not so international international correspondent currently joining us from the other Carolina, though. So I guess it counts, right, Alex? Hello. Yeah, currently in uh, South Carolina at the moment. The other Carolina. Yeah. But enjoying vacation at the time. <laughs> nothing, nothing that most people enjoy doing more than during their vacation than, than podcasting as they do every week. <laughs> For sure. And, uh, and joining us, Pony's here, but his router just died. So uh, we'll get back to him when he, gets, when he comes back. But it's uh, our version of Chuck Palahniuk and Elliot Smith kind of rolled into one. The, the biggest man, I would say, in the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts. Kevin McCamish. Biggest heart, biggest person. There you go. <laughs> how's, how's it going, Kev? I'm good. Good. Very good. My, my router didn't die. It's true. So it's a lot better than whatever Pony's got going on because his router did die. That's what he gets for putting that backup beer in his, his couch cushion. That was <laughs> madness. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just jump into some news, right? Because that's what we do around here. Um, the first one, and a pretty big one. Uh, Birmingham Legion announced that Chandler Hoffman signs for them um, for next year on a, on a pre-agreement. Uh, um, hey, yeah, I mean, that's a guy that's done a lot of good work for, for Real Monarchs and, you know, a hometown boy. Um, so that's, uh, I mean, that's a really solid move for them and a, and a really good kind of uh, statement of intent for Birmingham, just coming out and saying, hey, you know, we're going to be, um, you know, decently good spenders and, and a decently good team. And that's a, it's a really solid pickup for Jay Heaps in his, uh, which is his, his, his first player transaction for Birmingham, right? Yep. And uh, I think their, their uh, crest is winning some kind of competition right now. And, and I'm not against okay. that either. I think it's pretty good. It's not, it's not bad. I like it. I like it a lot. And it's a decent name. Anything better than we'll talk about it. Uh, (laughs) um ryan thoughts and things i know this is a major coup i mean chandler hoffman was last season going through the golden boot race he's he ended up not winning it but this is definitely a major get for birmingham legion and to sign him for a contract the next season i can definitely see him building the side around him as like the anchor for this team yeah, the only the only downside to this that I was a little disappointed in is I feel like if Hoffman stuck around RSL long enough, he'd get a shot at MLS. Um, yep. But he didn't quite quite do it, and I think he's looking into, you know, going back home and starting a team of his own that he can be a main piece for. And, and I like it; it's great. For sure, yeah. Um, Kev, your thoughts? I know it's. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say here, but. 
uh, it's great that he's going hometown. That's a good, that's a that's a legitimate good signing for a USL side. Right. And it's one that's not going to ruffle anyone's feathers. Yeah, seriously. No, I mean it's it's one thing. Like it's really cool that he's going to his hometown club because I mean that's something that first team teams do a lot. First, <laughs> first, uh, first year teams do a lot. I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, not only is it, you know, good because he's a local guy, but he's, he's very good at soccer. Um, Phil, I agree that he probably, um, especially given the age of RSL, he probably would have got a shot if he waited another year, year and a half. Um, but you know, no harm in moving, you know, and and playing close to home, getting some of that home cooking every once in a while, I suppose probably doesn't hurt either. How lucky is Birmingham to have a guy like him to build on? You know, like you don't think of Birmingham as like a, a hotbed of soccer. So that's man, that's just too perfect. Yeah, no, that's a that's a super fair point. I mean, he's you know midfielder guy you can build off of guy who has a lot of experience for not being super old. I think he's what late twenties, mid twenties. Searching somewhere in there, um, but you know, not not like uh, <laughs> I guess we'll just talk about it. Twenty seven. Um, Austin Bold, man, this is a bad name. And a decent logo, but a really bad name. It would be a decent logo if it wasn't such a ripoff off of uh, Vegas. Well, that's more their colors than anything, which I thought was really bizarre. Is that like, because Vegas has such a super um, unique color scheme. Like you don't see that that really like highlighter yellow a a lot just in general. And then you don't see that blue, um, which is a really pretty color. Um, and, and then Austin's logo is, is just a B in that really pretty like teal blue almost. And, um, yeah, I mean, I tweeted about it when they announced it, but I said, you know, they had all the momentum in the world, um, for Austin in terms of soccer and, you know, in, in that they are a local club and if they started a local club, just in case the crew do come down there and, and that name really soured things. And then they went out and signed a, what, 35 year old and a 36 year old, <laughs> which is so bizarre. Um, and I mean, you know, those guys have been um, all over the place. What well, one of them played for the Netherlands in the twenty what ten World Cup final, right? Something like that. Yeah, something so, like that. Um, guys with a lot of experience, but they're not getting any younger, um, and they don't even get to start training really with their team until January. Yeah, and that that particular player, I think, hasn't played professionally since he played for Tampa Bay Rowdies in like fifteen three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah some weird signings question like this the way everything's kind of set up where i feel like maybe they didn't put a lot of effort into thinking about the name or the logo or their signings um just because they're so bad uh i'm just wondering if it's like if it's almost like hey we're creating a team so that we can just sort of have something for i don't know maybe a potential MLS team down the road that might move into town. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, to me, this, these bad decisions, these weird decisions at least are to me like saying they're not going to be connected to MLS at all. Right. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. Kind of like just, just weird bad decisions. Like, like it, I don't feel like the effort is there to really kind of create a viable team might be the word I'm looking for. Maybe I'm overstating. Maybe I'm talking beyond what I'm beyond my knowledge. So I do apologize, but you you might be underestimating Usain Bolt. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Mm. So so he's fast, but can he dribble a ball? Who cares? (laughs) 
99 okay. on FIFA 19. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. He's a he's actually a new icon in FIFA 19 this year. Perfect. Um, also, a, a delayed and, and a late welcome to Pony. Pony. Yeah, my my router decided to restart itself right when the show started. <laughs> mm. Windows is good at that recently. It's really oh, yeah. fun. This one's Comcast fault. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will. Uh, I'll drive down there tomorrow and, and hand them a note. Pony, your thoughts on uh, on either Chandler Hoffman or uh, or Austin Bold FC? Uh, Hoffman news. I can see how that works out, but Bold is just bad. I mean, there's so many good puns you can make with Austin. And now Ryan had Austin Villa. You could do the Austin Powers. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> Well, the MLS has already trademarked two names for a potential Austin club, and it's not even any more imaginative. It's just Austin FC or Austin Athletic. See, those are better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. I like Austin Athletic. I think that'd be good. Athletic's all right. It's better than bold. Yeah. Honestly, there's a lot of everything that could be better. Than, and, and I'm furious that they're not called Austin Villa because I feel... That's the biggest opportunity you missed. And I, and I know that Ryan first came up with that a number of weeks ago. And I was like, that is the most brilliant soccer name ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once someone pointed out that there's a one, two, and a three in the B for the bold logo, that's all I've been able to look at. It's like the arrow in the FedEx logo. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, man. One, two, three. <laughs> It's the Austin Bold conspiracy. The, the whole team to play in Austin. Maybe uh, the it's the whole the whole team name is going to be just uh, it's going to be meme after meme after meme next year. It's, it's going to get old pretty fast. No, it won't. It'll never get old. <laughs> It'll be fine, just like Vegas. You know, like we still old make Vegas cotton. jokes. We'll be all right. <laughs> Anywho. I need to sign someone named Cotton. I don't care who it is. I hope they do. <laughs> going to go that way. Agree. Wait a minute. Uh, I just saw this. Is there going to be an El Paso team in 2019? Yes. Oh, wow. That's actually amazing. So there's four Texas teams next year? Uh, yes. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah, like right. It. San Antonio. And RGV now, and then they get uh, Austin, the boldest team ever to be named the bold, and RGV. El Paso. I mentioned RGV. Oh, RGV and San Antonio awesome. now, and then upcoming El Paso and bold. But if we're going to talk about the, um, if we're going to talk about all the memes and the jokes, um, I will say that USL memes was on point this week with the Austin Bold memes. I think he uh, pretty well nailed everyone there was to nail. Perfect. If I may say so. Did we lose Evan? We lost Evan. <laughs> I was like, okay, now it's his turn to his route rebooted. I was wondering why we weren't moving on to the next topic, but we might as well move on to the next topic, right, boys? So let's talk yeah, about... Yeah, so the next one's going to be USL announces a 33-week regular season. Um, so we still have 34 matches. I think uh, first time since 2014-2015 off season that we're not changing the number of uh, games, which is nice because I don't think we need any more than 34. Um, 
still not sure on the conference setup. So what do you guys think? They're expanding it? Because right now it's, what, 32? So they just gain an extra yeah. week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Evan's back. Um, yeah, I muted my microphone by hitting my pop filter, apparently. So that's <laughs> exciting. Um, no, so I mean... Uh, Again, like I, I thought it was weird that there was a couple reports that came out that USL didn't want to go to three conferences because, you know, right before you are um, announcing teams, you're not going to make a move with your conferences because you're not sure how many you're going to have. Um, and with the kind of MLS two teams going to the Division three thing kind of up in the air, because I'm sure that was involved in the in the team meetings. Um that they had in Atlanta over the all-star weekend for MLS, even though I don't think MLS two teams send their um, director of soccer. They do send somebody cause they have to. Um, so I'm sure that was talked about. Um, so I, I don't, I just think there's so much up in the air right now that, you know, the idea the plan, everyone wants the three conferences just cause it'll be, or I guess divisions maybe because it'll be a little easier, but you know, um, it would be conferences. That's what. That's the word. It would be conferences. Yeah, yeah. I, I, east to west and central. That's what they've bandied about in years past, saying that mm-hmm. 2019 was was their objective, was their goal to have three conferences, just based on their expected expansion. But you're right, with probably a lot of teams joining, other teams in a state of unknown, whether they're going to stay in D- Division Two or go to Division Three. Um, you know, I think the Canadian Premier League starting up soon, so yep. going to have some teams there that might join that would leave Ottawa for one, I'm sure. Um, I mean, Toronto SC two. I don't know, maybe they'll join that. Who knows? They can't have one team in the Canadian Premier League and one team in MLS. Can they do that? Nope. Oh, oh well, then never mind. <laughs> they, they've been announced as D three. I'm I'm almost certain. So yeah, no, they yeah they're already confirmed for D three next year. Um. And with like they wouldn't be able to loan kids down or or up or something in the CPL sideways, um, right? So yeah, they're in D three extra. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that was my whole my whole idea was like you're not going to make a ruling about conferences when you don't know who you have where yet. So um, I'm sure that'll be something we see in the off like early in the off season. Hope, but in the off season nonetheless. I mean, it it came exactly. really late this year, and uh, no one's better to talk on that than me in St. Louis because I was <laughs> sweating it, you know, and I was I was ready to get angry, and then it happened, yep. and I got angry, and um, I'm gonna get angry if there's no central. I'm gonna be really angry, but I'll stop You're there. You're all right this year in the West, though. We're doing, yeah. I, I, mean, I think you would only you should only be angry if there's a no central and they put you back in the East. Yeah, I think guys because. doing the math are saying that if there's no central, they would we would have to go to the East based on how things have been going. Yikes. So that's, that's the part that, where I'm worried. Including the Rhinos coming back in D2, though? <laughs> yeah. We're all counting okay. on the Rhinos coming back, so we're not... I mean, <laughs> I, was just, I was just trying to put another team on the East Coast and see if that got any, any better, but apparently not. It got some laughs. That's good. That's fair. <laughs> I think the bottom line is there's just too much unknown as far as what teams will be playing, so you don't know how many teams. But let's say that teams that are in USL stay in USL Division Two, yep. and you gain all the expansions teams. I think you're looking at a maximum of, what, 45 teams? Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, I know that number sounds familiar to me, so that's why I'm going with it. <laughs> with 45 teams, uh, you can't have two conferences. No. So. You'd be insane. 
I mean, there's, even if you did 40 teams in a conference of 20 each, that is like, yeah. that's almost two separate leagues. That's well, you're not playing everybody twice at that point. Right. Or once, for that matter, actually. Right. You don't it's want true. too many. Exactly. You want home and away at least. And then it'd be yeah. really fun to have some you pick where you want to go sort of thing. So. Well, or, or even like the regional thing where it's like, you know, you play. So, sorry, everybody, but like Bethlehem would play Harrisburg and Pittsburgh three times or, you know, Harrisburg. Or, uh, there is no Harrisburg. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Brand new club, Penn FC. <laughs> um, and, and Pittsburgh three times or Red Bull two, three times or, you know, like. You keep these little regional rivalry things they have. Or hell, we'll play Indy 11 three times if, if that's fine with everybody. Those are fun games. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a really cool part of, of, of what USL does now with their scheduling, as wonky as it may be, um, is that they have those teams that you play three times, and they're generally close or, um, you know, at least solid matchups, Louisville and Cincy being one of them. Um, but... Anyway, so uh, we do have some uh, some chat uh, references. Oh, Am I getting some bans here? Uh, no, nothing too. I mean, Brian Cook's saying something mean to you. I'm pretty sure that's fine. Uh, he can keep doing that. <laughs> but he also said um, uh, that he wouldn't mind having STL on the East because he thinks it's a nice matchup for Indy. So, yeah, but I mean, I think Indy's another one of those teams that would go to Central, right? I imagine. Maybe? so. Yeah, and he says Central cool. makes perfect sense, and I agree. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, moving on, it would be oh, sorry. yeah. I'm trying to keep Central even be like Swope, St. Louis, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah. Maybe the Indy. Probably. Maybe, Indy. maybe Nashville. Yeah, Nashville might squeeze in there. Uh, Memphis, right, is coming. Are they 19? Birmingham. Birmingham. Memphis, on the... Birmingham, El Paso, Austin. Like 12 yeah. teams. You want four Texas teams. Four Texas teams to two Oklahoma teams, St. Louis and Swope. That makes eight right there. Tulsa and Colorado Springs, New Mexico. Yeah, Oklahoma City. Yeah, Colorado Springs, Indy. I think the big thing I'd be more That's upset with would be if they would split up the Texas teams because there could be a potential to have a very good rivalry build between those four sides and splitting mm-hmm. them up would kind of uh, just kind of like dash that chance. But I believe we'll be at a 38 teams next year if you take away Cincinnati and Toronto. And then it, this is assuming you're adding back Rochester and the mm-hmm. new expansion sides. So if they were going to split up into two conferences, you could use 17 in each and basically do double round robin of 32 games there and then an additional game against regional opponents. That's not bad. But then if you went to three, you'd have to do roughly 12 to 13 in each conference. Listen, I don't think I think we should talk about it, and Harry brought this up that it's not out of the question that someday we go to four if we keep growing. So It's really not. No. No, <laughs> no one's talking all. about it. So it's something to bring up and you know the problem is always the West because the teams are so much more spread out. Yeah. Think of like Colorado Springs and uh, Salt Lake. Where are they going to go? Yeah, you're Mike, right. Shots being fired against Nashville's traveling support already. It's not by any of us. Michael Baldwin. Good shout. Who would care about Nashville in your conference? You'll never see their fans anyway. Good man. Uh, guys, the, the next uh, next news article we have uh, former USMNT U17 coach. Uh, that's probably where most people know him from, and and it's probably where you can figure out his best body of work from. Uh, but also former Union head coach from 2012 to 2014, John Hackworth joins uh, Louisville City through uh, 2022, which is simultaneously pretty far away and not as far as away as I as I think it is. Um, basically, a, a three and a half year deal for Hack. Um. Anybody have have thoughts on this one before I I guess I mean I guess you'll probably want to punt to me being you know the where he coached guy? previously but 
Do it. What was he like at Union? Um, he had a terrible team to work with. Like those weren't good teams in twelve and thirteen and fourteen. Um, but I mean, you know, it wasn't great. And I think he did a he did a really nice job with the with the U seventeens in terms of of developing players, um, and and turning those guys out. You know, but um, they didn't necessarily light the world on fire either. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how he does. I thought they could have gotten the win. Um, Brian's gonna kill me. Um, against Indy, and they probably should have gotten the win against Indy, but you know they couldn't. Um, uh, you know, find chances to save their lives, and they had to get bailed out because Indy, um, you know, had two penalties that got saved. So I wasn't thrilled with his perform his, his first you know game as coach. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's there's chemistry that's not quite there yet, and it might take him a couple games to to get there. Um, so it's good that they're not in danger of slipping you know down out of the playoffs at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. But I wasn't like, oh wow, that's a really good signing. Um, but for you know the middle of the season, that's that's not a bad pickup for sure. The thing I love about Hackworth is that he has never been able to express himself. At least that's what I assume. You know, um, he rolls yeah. out a Tab Ramos formation every single year um, mm. with the U17s. But I, mm. I've always thought, and I said this on Twitter, that he his 17s play that system better than Tab Ramos U20s, in my opinion. I yeah. feel like they always look a little better doing it. And there are a lot of other factors that could play into that. But um, at least we're seeing Hackworth kind of be Hackworth here. And, and, and if he had a bad team in Union, with the Union rather, then this is maybe his best chance to actually shine. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that that was his fault. Um, that was a club, I mean, it still is a club that doesn't really like to spend a whole lot. Um, and we didn't have the academy really set up when he was there. So he didn't get really any of the benefits that the Jim Curtin and that current um, regime have. So, um, you know, not a successful two years. I mean, obviously, because he's not there anymore. But, um, it, I mean, it's a really good chance for him to start over at Louisville. And you're right. I mean, I think we do finally get to see him express himself and play a system that he, that he really wants to play. So that'll be interesting. Just seems like Louisville making what seems like a, a very you know, a series of good decisions as of late. So, yeah. Do we want to talk about the other ones? I added those and they're kind of, uh, I think Donovan Powell moving the Hartford from Detroit city is really interesting. Yeah. Um, so Donovan Powell is the first Hartford athletic, uh, chief operations officer. Um, and honestly, could you pick a better guy? I mean, that's a guy that knows how to build a club from the ground up, you know? Um, and Hartford's a tricky market. Um, I think they'll do well. I think they have a lot of potential to do well. Um, and, you know, that's a that's a guy with Detroit City where you've seen them do a heck of a lot and make a, a heck of a lot of noise on, you know, pennies. Ryan, did you add this? Do you know a little more about the story? I was just seeing the story and I just drew the connection of um, the Chattanooga FC MTSL movement towards USL and and had the, also the same Detroit City to Hartford because those are the two like poster child clubs for MTSL and to see some of their leadership moving to towards USL I just thought it was an interesting discussion topic. Yeah, that's the second uh, in two weeks, right? Second GM <laughs> yeah. leaving MPSL for USL. Or is he former? He didn't leave. He just was there a while ago. That's different. Former, I think, is the former. Former. There. Very different. <laughs> My mistake. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah. Guys, the good news. 
as there usually is on this show, uh, games happened last week, and we have the sometimes enviable, sometimes unenviable task of, of running them down and talking about what happened. So, um, Kev, I guess I'll throw it to you. Portland two, Orange, uh, Portland Timbers two, two, Orange County SC two, meaning the, uh, the, the Timbers, but not the team in MLS scored twice, and Orange County SC also scored twice. Never Don't you love the two two draws with two teams? <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that is. I mean, MLS two sides that yeah. draw two two. Yeah, because we always have two teams play. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Keep going. Say it's two great. again. Um, Do yeah, it. No, I think it's enough of that. No, it's, it's, it was a. It would have been a better result had T two not given up two goals, uh, two late second half goals. <clears throat> um, their attack still. Doing all right. Um, the defense still pretty much leaking like a sieve. Um, honestly, I think it's probably uh, the draw away to a very good OC team. I'll take it mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been worse. It could have been like a 3-2 loss. I was pretty close, I'm sure, on that, especially with um, OC. You know, they were pretty much pounding the net with, what was it, 21 shots total, 10 on target. So only to put, only to get two past our very bad defense. Uh, good from us, bad from Orange County. I'll take the point. Better than nothing. <laughs> Portland's yeah. not doing very well this summer. But we'll get more into that on the other game they had this week. Yeah. Pony this- thoughts? Yeah, this was a matter of Portland getting a nice quick jump and really needing that jump to hold on to it. Because mm. they, after about that 30-minute marker, they went up 2-0, they got outplayed badly. And yeah. it's just Orange County. When Orange County's playing good, they are possibly one of the best teams out in the West. It's just a matter of they have these weird spells of playing poorly. Yeah. It's hard to watch them lose because there's always a good goal or two that you're just like, gosh, they're just so good. And then... And then a team who is probably playing less beautiful soccer, uh, my team included, goes up and, and draws with them. You know, it happens over and over, as of late especially. I know. T2 plays such beautiful soccer, don't they? Yeah. Hey, man, I put my <laughs> team in there too, pal. So. No. I mean, like I said, it, the attack is good. It was, it was nice to see Marvin Laurie get another goal. Barnby's kind of having a little bit of a renaissance at Premier League winning the USL. Midfielder, Jack Barnby. USL is his level, so I don't care if he wins the Premier League, but he's not—he's not an MLS quality player. Um, he won that, that title, man. If, yeah. If I can continue uh, talking crap on your team, Kevin, um, the oh, more I—the more I see of Ebobasi, <laughs> the more I don't like him. The more he reminds me of just uh, like old school athletic American strikers, right? Yeah, I—I I can see that. Does and he, the funny thing is, and here's a really strange thing. So you know, we all know Portland shipped Adi to. Um, that club in Ohio that mm-hmm. we just said we weren't going to mention in this episode. Yeah, yeah, and Sam Armenteros <laughs> is our starting striker. Dairon Espria is the backup striker. And a lot of fans in Portland are like, well, why isn't Jeremy or Foster getting minutes? You know, mm. And everything that I've heard, which is this is strange, is that Ibobasi is third on that that depth chart. But Foster's the one who's putting... 10 goals away in the USL and obviously has like four. So mm. I'm not sure why they might. I mean, again, this is only what I'm hearing. I don't know if it's true, but for, I don't know why they might rate Jeremy higher than Foster at this time. Cause I rate Foster much higher right now. I would too. Yeah. I wonder if it's a locker room thing. 
could be and and you know you hear this about other teams and other sports that when they spend the money or they put that high draft pick on someone they just automatically give them more of a chance yeah. it happens well and the other thing too abobasi has 317 mls minutes he's yeah. this is his second year whereas foster this is his rookie year um but you know foster is the first player for t2 to score double digit goals since our inaugural season in 2015 Carlton Belmar put away 13 goals for us in 2015. The next two years, the combined top scores, 11 goals. Mm-hmm. So it's been pretty yeah. awful. Seven uh, was what Nico Brett put away for us in 2016. Victor Arboleda led the team in 2017 with only four goals scored. Oh. So nice. it's nice to have a good a good goal-scoring forward. Um, you know, he, I think he's third or fourth in the golden boot race with 10 goals. Um, and then once we get to that last game, we'll talk about how he could have tied for the golden boot lead. Hmm. Next game. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, the start of a V bad week for the Richmond kickers. Yeah. They lost three, nothing to a team from Pennsylvania. Um, this one was in PA. It was the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Nico Brett scores twice. We talk about Nico Brett real quick. Yeah, speak because I literally just mentioned how he yeah. was the Timber T two leading goal scorer in twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, he's still really good at soccer. Yes, he is, and I'm very glad that he's found a system that fits him apparently, and that that he's being you know able to flourish with the Hounds because he's um, a very good talent who scored a very nice goal in the 69th minute. Thank you, thank you. Um, and then uh, Ben <laughs> Patrick took me a second. Gets in. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, no, no shots on target for Richmond, which is bad. I mean, it's it's Pittsburgh's defense, and they're very good. But uh, I, I've said this a couple times. Like Richmond's only good player for me is Brian Shriver, and he's a hell of a player. But man, I'd love to see what he could do on another team that's got guys around him. Pittsburgh looked insane in this game on the attacking side. You know, like, of course they handled him defensively, kind of like you said there, but their attack, at least I watched most of the first half and some of the second. I mean, it just was relentless. And uh, Richmond was just, man, they were they were just doing all they could to not buckle the whole time. And, and they held out for a while, and, and they just couldn't hold out as the whole game. The three goals was, uh, you know, they could have been much worse. This game was yep. really good from Pittsburgh, and I'm pretty sure they lost or drew last game. And you just got to think about that Bob Lilly situation and what whatever he did at practice this week after that. <laughs> Yelled yeah, for they've him. lost two games back-to-back. Yeah. Which is really, really rare for a Bob Lilly team. Exactly. I'm and, trying to look out, see. and they scored three goals, which I'm sure would kind of made Lilly upset because you're not supposed to score three goals in a game. Right, yeah, no, so he's still upset this week. Okay. So with those two goals, Nico Brett has eleven scored this this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if a Bob Lilly player boot, wins Canada. the Golden Boot, it's going to be the end of the world. I think he actually just gets released. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, "I can't have this happen. I know you're really good at playing my counterattack, but this is this is too much. We have to let I'm, you go." I'm really happy to see success uh, for Nico Brett. For sure. Um. Next match, LA Galaxy 2-1, meaning Losto scored once, and uh, Smoke Park Rangers also scored once. It was uh, two goals in ten minutes, and then you uh, really didn't miss a whole lot other than Haji Berry getting sent off in the 88th. Um, Frank Lopez gets the uh, the response after Haji Berry scores in the 51st. 
Um, Los does miss a good chance on a penalty kick. Stop if, it's, if you've heard that before this week. And, um, yeah, I mean, a, you know, a, a weird draw. I think Swope Park really could have came out and won this. But, I mean, you know, for them to not lose, I guess, um, away for an L.A. team, it's, uh, it's all right. What I thought was more impressive with this one was that Swope Park Rangers – had three shots on the night, and all three of those were on target compared to Los Dos's 22 shots on the night, com- with just seven of them coming from going on target. So, regardless, Swope Park Rangers aren't getting a bunch of shots, mm. but they're a f- very efficient in making all of them count. Yeah, yeah. I think Swope Park's still in trouble. They were probably touching that a little bit later in this week, but I think there's it might be time to panic for them pretty soon. Hmm. Pony with some opinions coming up. That'll be good. Uh, moving on, Red Bull 2, meaning the Baby Bulls scored twice. They beat Penn FC 2-1. to one. Um, Zach Stroud, who did not score, but he set up Andrew Tenari, had like played out of his mind in July and kind of continued here. This, this Red Bull 2 team is... <laughs> They uh, they found a corner to turn, and boy, did they ever turn it. Um, I would not want to play this team right now for anything. As long as they slow um, down before the playoffs for once. Jeez. That too. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they just got to keep carrying momentum, and I think they're great. And then um, Lucky and Kasana has been a really, really good signing for Penn FC. Um, I'm hope, I hope they are able to keep him. That would be great for them. Um, has he been a lucky signing? I, I would say so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, Penn FC definitely, you know, outside looking in through a, a telescope or something. I don't think they have a shot here in, in making the playoffs really. Um, but Red Bull too, man, seem to be, they found something out. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Great. I like when these games are easy. Um, speaking of, I guess because we're all we're all going to want to talk about this one a good bit. Um, Ottawa Fury two, Tampa Bay Rowdies nil, and not only was it two nil, but uh, Tony Taylor scored in twenty three seconds. And then uh, Nana Atakora got his uh, his uh, his goal. He's been playing really well for Ottawa as well recently. Um, in the fifty third minute, Tampa Bay had pretty much all of the ball all of the time. But uh, it doesn't matter when you can't score. Yeah, I mean, that first goal saying goal is kind of generous to us more of the thing that happens where it's a keeper wants to crawl into a hole and die. Yeah. But, I mean, I I felt sorry for him. What was it, though? It was a goal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They all count. Did you guys see that um, Popovich said... I actually watched this game, so I saw the halftime interview live. That was the halftime interview, not even the set, the end game. It was it was two. So yeah the the first the first one and like where some of those quotes from from Theo Gauthier uh, came from were from halftime. He was like, "Oh, something oh here, you know. Gosh. I don't know if I want to stay here." And I was like, "What? What?" And then I saw that Tampa had like you know sixty something percent percent possession. Um, at the half, and I went, okay, that's bad, but that's not something where I would say I want to leave this team. Um, and then apparently he clarified that it was about the officiating in the match, but I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I've heard that this year, um, and granted, the, the, the Canada 
referees are different. The Canadian Soccer Federation provides them, not U.S. Oh. Soccer. Um, but like I, yeah, that's that was a very weird statement for a guy to say, especially when you're up, you know, one nil at the half against a formerly good team, a former NASL rival at that too. Yeah. So he is, you know, he's not. Uh, English isn't his first language, so maybe he meant something else by that. But if you know English really well, you don't say something like that and have it just be referees. You know, like to me, that was I don't know if I want this job anymore. But I don't know if that's reading into it, you know. But I don't think that's getting lost in translation because that's a super heavy thing to say in the middle of a match, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I took it. And I tried, I always jump to conclusions, so I tried to not. You know, I tried to believe the referee thing. I'm but letting the, you jump today, though. I know you really are. And so <laughs> I, I think it's something to watch. You know, if it, Even if it is a referee thing, I could see that because he's about to be stuck in Canada per- permanently with this team. You know, yeah. So it would be all well, Canadian referees all the time. So maybe that's part of it, but but maybe. more so, you you almost feel like I've all you know I said this thing earlier where I really had a lot of faith in Popovich at the beginning of this season when no one <laughs> else did, and and I took it back pretty early on when when they were doing terrible, and now they're recovering and they're doing better, and you just almost wonder if I think this coach is better than the record is right now, and and perhaps yeah. he's just not happy, and that that could be happening. I will say in reference to that match. Uh, Ottawa finished the fixture with 16 fouls on the game, and they had 10 of which that came in the first half compared to Tampa Bay's only five. So I guess the, I kind of see where the coach is coming from, that a lot of fouls were going hmm. against Ottawa, but it definitely seemed like it, and it kind of cooled off in the second half as they only got six called against them. And uh, Rochester, or sorry, not Rochester, Tampa uh, still had nine more called against them in the second half, so maybe it just balanced out. Once they hit that second stanza, could be, yeah. Um, second stanzas to no team going in the second gear. North Carolina FC and Charleston Battery decided, no, it's okay. We'll split the points with a, a nil-nil draw. Um, which, if you're looking at the stats, by all and and sorry, Ace. But by all intents and purposes, this should have been a North Carolina win. Um, but it wasn't. So credit to Charleston for getting the big point on the road. But this didn't do a whole lot to uh, just separate these these two teams in the standings, which I'm sure um, neither of them will be will be happy about. Yeah, North Carolina's had some good um, finishes, some good um, some good games lately, right? So yeah, I mean, they, both teams have have been playing all right recently. I know Charleston not so much, um, and I was actually talking to Johnny uh, about that um, a little bit ago. And that Anheuser seems a, a little bit stuck in his ways. Um, How so? But I mean, you know, I think uh, just in terms of of what he does in the games tactically. Um, with his, you know, with his formation and the guys that he brings on and, and things like that, John, I know you're here, so if you want to correct me, <laughs> feel free. Um, but you know, and and that's one of those things. I mean, I said that about Bob Lilly these, and I said, hey, you know, this is a different USL than what he came into. Maybe this is passing him by. And um, to that, I'm sure our lovely friends in Pittsburgh would say like scoreboard or something, and they'd be right. So um, I'm not going to say that I think he's he's getting you know too old or too set in his ways for the league or anything, 
but um you know it, it hasn't been a, a good a good look for charleston lately um and and both these teams looked a little flat so you know who knows again i mean we talk about it all the time the only thing you have to do in this league is get in the playoffs and then go from there so i will defend that charleston are unbeaten in their last nine matches yeah and it's 10 maybe it is is it 10 no, it is only nine. But they they haven't looked terribly that it's nine. good though, right? Like, well, I will say that Gara was up for you know player of the month, and I voted for him. I think he's got five goals, God. and he's like scoring oh, every eighty eight minutes or something like that. Can he's we, can we really talk about? Well. I've never actually gotten clearance from the league if we can talk about that or not. About Gara? No, I mean about about like that. Some of us have voting in the. Uh, player of the month stuff oh no no i it was uh it was open to everyone that's i'm I oh, okay i don't get voting for that whoops i'm not media yeah and charleston's only right. lost one of their last 18 games so all right so i have no idea what i'm talking about they, i think they actually probably got the two seed worst case three seed out east wow yeah alongside cincinnati and pitts are they the fewest amount of losses in the league currently with three yeah that's that's good Next match, speaking of losing to Pennsylvania teams by three goals, Richmond did it again, this time at home, this time against Bethlehem, this time with three goals in the second half. And, uh, oh boy, did uh, did they look like they just got outpaced in the second half. Hmm. Um, Santi Moore becomes the first player in Bethlehem Steel history with uh, 10 career goals and 10 career assists for the club. Um, it, was, it was so good to see Omar Holness get one. Um, if people don't know, he had a seizure, um, in, in RSL a couple years ago and then snapped his leg, which is why, or, uh, or, or tore an ACL, which is why we got him. And then, uh, he was going to come back in, I think June and, and tweaked it again and has been back, um, for a couple weeks now, but really good to see him, you know, put in a, put in a shift like that and get his first goal. And then, um, I could talk about Mike Galina for, for a while, but you know, he gets another goal. Um, Bethlehem, you know, realistically, with with two games uh, ahead of everyone else in terms of games played, needed to win this, um, and they did, and they got a little bit of help from from uh, from Indy with with them not lo- lo- uh, yeah, them not winning their game. So, um, yeah, Richmond have had a bad year. Harry said when I said they had a bad week, and he's not wrong. Um, but this is one of those things where Steel are young and have a lot of pace, and and they just turned it on the second half. And, burn richmond for it a lot of stats here ryan you want to get on get uh, some of those out yeah i think the big thing that kind of jumped out at me that in league play so excluding richmond's match against espanol they have not scored in the past 232 minutes in their last league match which they scored in was on july 21st in a draw against atl utd2 and they scored in the 38th minute that's three hours and 52 minutes without a goal i mean for comparison you can drive from richmond to wilmington and, and nearly that same time, the same to Richmond, to Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, even if you wanted to do watch uh, the extended edition of Lord of the Rings, the two t- hours, that'd be 223 minutes. And the same time it's taken Richmond to just go scoreless in their past league matches. You know what else you can do? You can also say A-T-L-U-T-D-2 <laughs> in that time instead of just calling them Atlanta United 2. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Stupid. what their name is. I know it's stupid. It's bad. It's bad and it should feel bad. 
shouldn't be their name. Pony should not be their name. We're the team formerly known as Atlanta United. Oh, that's bad. Make it feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it bold bad, though? There we go. Uh, No. No, no, no. Because bold, at least... Like, Atlanta United 2 isn't... Like, ATL (laughs) UTD... ATL UTD... See, I can't even do it. Um... Say that three times. That's just the name stylistically. Like that's not their actual name. Like their actual name is Atlanta United Two, which isn't awful. Austin yeah, Bold are stuck with Austin Bold. We need Austin to get a, like an NPS team named Bold Two. <laughs> You're making a leap. No. no, 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 Pony. Boulder. <laughs> Austin Bold. Austin and our, Bold. And our, second, yeah. and our second team, Boulder. Okay, Austin so Townsend. as long as they're in Colorado. I was going to say Austin control B control I. <laughs> and then like they could have a, like a, their Academy should be Boston, like control U. Or if um, you're a Mac yeah. user, command B. Command oh I. yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't, if we're going all those lines, just the first team's called Austin bold and the second team's called the Austin italics. Boom. Done. See, I think italics is nice and spicy. Helvetica? I like that, Michael Baldwin. I like Helvetica a lot. My favorite, uh, font. My favorite USL meme one was uh, no one thought yeah. about uh, Montreal Impact when they were making it. Yeah, that was so good, and I didn't because... <laughs> I didn't either. They're not, they're not constantly on my mind. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. No, it was good. It was good. Um, next I match. Mean, I'll go for it. Sorry. I was just, it was going to be another font joke that clearly Wingdings is the best font to use. Yeah, Wingdings. Wait, can we, hold on. No, I, I'm doing a podcast. Uh, <laughs> someone tweet at it. We'll do that. Tweet at us at the USL show. Let us know what that looks like at Wingdings, because I'm curious. Don't do it now on the live stream. I don't want to have it ruined for me. Um, also, now's a great time to say, hey, guys, if you're not here, we go live every Monday night at about 9 o'clock Eastern. Um, and you can either, here's one thing you can do, which is really cool. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Sorry if you subscribed to the one last weekend, but there's a weird thing where YouTube makes you wait 24 hours to live stream. So whoops. Um, it's just the USL show. Find us on YouTube, do that. Or, um, we'll tweet the link out every week and you can hang out that way and chat with us live and be a part of the nonsense. It'll be fun. Um, also, just real quick, going to say, if you can't join us for whatever reason live, which is totally fine, it's a Monday night, I understand, usoshow.com. Check out all of our podcasts there. Don't worry, they'll still be there. We're not going to make you pay for them. It's fine. But if you'd like to pay for things, we do have a Patreon, usoshow.com. There's two boxes there. One of them is, uh, is gray and blue, like our show is. Or no, one of them is orange. It says Patreon. Or if you're colorblind, it's gray and it says Patreon. And the other one underneath that is blue for friends at Soccer Larko. Hi, DK. Um, or if you're colorblind, it's, it's still gray. Um, and you can check out uh, our Patreon, where we're going to start doing a show that we call Stick to Sports, which will be really fun, um, which is paywall, but it's like $1 a month, and you guys get access to it, which will be really cool. Um, or if you want to buy some soccer cleats and things, go to Soccer Loco and, uh, and help us out that way. Thanks. Those are the plugs. Next match, Bob Lilly, I think, uh, was not very happy about this at all, because Pittsburgh uh, beat Toronto FC off a Nico Brett goal, by the way, uh, one nothing. I mean, apart from being Toronto, this is exactly the type of stats and scoreline probably wins in every game. Mm. True. Yeah, I forgot who we were talking about here for a second. I apologize. He had a conversation. Minute goal. Yeah. I, I'm sure he sat down and said, Nico, I'm going to transfer you if you don't stop scoring goals. I want one goal from you. That's it. And it has to be after the 75th minute. That's it. 
Get too full of yourself, you get the bench. Yeah. Oh, you're scoring too many goals. Sit on the bench. Sit down. Can't have it 3-0. This is not my game. Sit down. <laughs> We're going to play a terrible team. We're going to win one nothing, and you're going to like it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Nashville drew a team in Ohio. Uh... Danny Koenig scored. Fernando Adi didn't score. So, <laughs> how you feel? Um, and Tucker Hume, who everyone's calling Big Bird, right? I like it. Apparently. I don't understand it, but I'm here for it. I'm here uh, for him pointing at people in the crowd after he scored yeah, that goal. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> anyone, anyone that scores against team in Ohio from here on out? Oh, they talk. Sh- they talk after. Yeah. <laughs> I've just, seen it more than celebrate. once. Who was it? Um, Manchester City, and I'm bad, so I won't remember the actual player, but he just joined them from Arsenal. Someone will know this. And scored. And then ran all the way down the Etihad Stadium to where the Arsenal supporters were and did a knee slide right in front of him. Which was like <laughs> 80 yards of running for like 10 minutes of celebration. <laughs> 10 seconds of celebration and a yellow card. I need that all the time. I think it was one of the... Was it a Boateng? I forget. That's a soccer player kind of move to do. Someone know? No. Okay, no. All right, that's fine. It's good. But yeah, no, total soccer move. Um, Tucker Heem scores since he didn't look great, which I'm fine with. Because, I mean, they're too good for us anyway, guys, so it's okay. I think both teams look pretty bad. I mean, I mean that's if either of these teams play like this in the playoffs, they'll be gone pretty fast. Okay, with that I so. think both teams should be happy to get a point. It was interesting. Yeah. Watching, watching. He, sh- he who should not be named playing with them. It, it, they it was really clear that there's no chemistry, like none whatsoever. No, so I mean, well, it's gonna get better. I mean, he almost to be fair, scored too. I mean, he came very close. We'd expect that out of any team that got really any signing and thrusted him into a, into a spot on short notice. Um, but you know, maybe a good thing that he didn't just come in and, and throw some guys around and score twice. I don't know. Mm. I like well, he's known for the braces. I think what's more telling is that Nashville went into Nifford Stadium and won the shot battle 19 to 4. I mean, granted, they were only up 5 3 in shots on target, but still, that they went in there and and obviously the result it was a draw, but that they completely bossed Cincinnati in this sh- shot battle. I think, Pony, you were speaking that you really wanted Cincinnati to come out here and basically dominate this result, and you were a little disappointed with it. Uh, I, I was thinking Nashville's look bad. This is a great chance for Cincinnati to come out against what we thought would be a good team and crush them. But it seemed, it actually reminded me a lot of the first game of the season where Cincinnati beat Charleston. And they went up really early in that game and just basically played defense, got outshot game, but held off for a 1 0 win. Mm. And it seemed similar, except we just let in a late goal this time. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to be their tactic against a. A good team is to say we're winning one zero. Let's just finish this off. Well, you're playing a team that can't score. I think it's a great strategy. That's a really, really good point, Pony. <laughs> yeah, true. Better than the score. Um, two things. Two things in the chat. Uh, one of them corrected me. Another one. I I, I just kind of want to bring up one. It was Emmanuel Adebayor. Thanks, Jonathan. That scored for City and ran 80 yards and then did a knee slide. And two, um, Nashville also got the uh, the ML- the whoops the USL memes uh, treatment, which is the best treatment to get. And he uh, not only said, "Hey, there's 16 people here," but then uh, gave them the uh, 
sad Will Smith and Fresh Prince after like Uncle Phil left or, or he was sad about his dad or something. Treatment and said, where are all my Nashville looking for their away fans or something? It was really good. <laughs> a really solid account to follow if y'all don't follow him. USL memes, free plug. That, that was for free. <laughs> that was for free. The next one's not free. <laughs> Spicy memes required for that one, friend. Um, Colorado Springs to Oklahoma City nil. Um, Tobena Uzo scores his first in the 74th, and then Shane Malcolm in the middle in the 89th gets a goal. Um, I don't know if he was in the middle or not, but if he was, then it was Shane Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> um, thank you. 90s sitcoms, everybody. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, good win from Colorado. They're really good at home. They kill at home. They don't do as great away, but they're, yeah. Playing a mile high, you definitely have a distinct advantage there. It's true. Yeah. I would say they are normally very good at home, but this season they have had a couple ups and downs. Yeah. Generally they've been dominant, but not, there's been a couple teams that have come up and knocked them, knocked them off one nil at home. For for a team with that distinct of an advantage and it's not crowd noise, which is just distracting and loud. This is literally, you can't breathe as well. Yes. Um, They should win every game. Really? They should. It is. It is a very distinct advantage, and and as out of shape as I am, I probably couldn't so much as walk up a, a three steps a mile right. high without running out of breath. Yeah. Let alone even attempt to play soccer or like do if anything. Ever, really, if you've ever tried to like suck air through a straw that's got a marble in it, <laughs> about what you're looking at. Well, I when I was a lot younger, I spent a yeah. week at about seventy two hundred feet in New Mexico. Um, and it was like three or four days in, and I, I was like young, young. You know, we're talking like middle Ryan school. Allen age, right? Yeah, yeah, Ryan Allen age, way back in that days. And it was, it was. I mean, I, I, you know, being young, was able to adjust pretty, pretty well. But there was halfway through the trip, I did get really sick one day from just not being able to adjust to the altitude fast enough, and it was yeah. uh, not a good day. Put it to that much. I will say, Evan, I did check. Shane Malcolm did play in the middle of the formation for uh, Colorado Springs. He was the middle forward in a 4 3 3. But uh, to Ben Uzo with his first goal, he was a former Myrtle Beach Mutiny player that I recall seeing him play against um, Wilmington Hammerheads when they were in PDL. And, and I just could tell from right there when he signed for Colorado Springs that he would be a very good player for them. Nice. Yeah. Also, it's a fair point, because I, I don't remember his name ever, even though he told it to me. Uh, if you want to, you know, d- talk trash with USL memes when we do podcasts, he, he's here. <laughs> so Sign on. You know, Type it right If you want him. a public forum for telling him that you feel bad about what he posted, then go for it. But if you feel bad from what he posted, then you should probably feel bad, right? I mean, if he's got a point, then you can feel bad. You know? <laughs> exactly. Kind of like Pony. If you think he hates your club, first of all, he probably does, but probably he's right. <laughs> Second of all, he has the stats to back it up. Yeah, yeah there you go. Both uh, true statements. It's true. <laughs> Speaking of true statements, Phil, y'all got to win. FC, 
what St. Louis FC two Seattle Sounders two zero, meaning the tiny team from Cascadia <laughs> that's not the team that doesn't exist anymore in Vancouver and not the one in Oregon scored no times and St. Louis oh scored twice. Hey Phil, your boy uh, Kyle Gregg's doing doing all right. How do you do that on the run, first of all? But uh, second yeah. of all, yeah, Kyle Gregg's doing great. Um, you know, it's he's just a guy where if you get him a little bit of service, it's going to happen. You know, like you don't have to worry about it. He's going to deliver. So That's Kyle, a great No Doubt song, by the way, about how Kyle Gregg is just a guy. You know, a little old him. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> he, I think he also likes getting stuck in spider webs. So if you need to get Ooh, a hold of him, <laughs> just leave a message. Phil, he will over, call the, you back. over the year that St. Louis has had, where do you think he's had it up to? <laughs> up to here this is a really bad third wave so Scott so tangent bad. that we're going on and i'd very much like to stop having it yeah so let's we'll, just keep we'll going here um <laughs> i think st louis is doing much better for two right. reasons one of them being uh wall falls back and he's got a guy to kind of combine with a little bit more in De silva and De silva isn't quite <laughs> as defensive minded as as pretty much the rest of the team um it's just been really working well with those with those three and then the team keeping up and, and doing what they always do pretty well. Um, and I think it's resulted in wins, but it's also resulted in wins against Reno minus a man and Seattle Sounders too, uh, which we don't need to say much about that. So um, yeah. this week we get Vegas. They can't drop any points against them. And then I think we start playing harder teams from then on. But um, but St. Louis has a good schedule ahead of them. They can catch up. They're only uh, three points away from ninth and like four or five from uh, getting into the playoffs at this yeah. moment. So it's looking good so far. They have a long, long way to go to, to stay in, in the in the battle for the playoffs. So is is 2018 going to be the season where Phil and I are, are talking about our teams fighting each other for that final playoff spot? I mean, Kevin, mm-hmm. everything – you said a bunch of stuff on Slack today. We were like, oh, man, my team's never made it. We always get ninth or worse. And I was like, yeah, mine too. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> like, both our teams have like – Like eight different conferences, okay? Yeah, right. We this, just, this, it's true. Yeah. Also, I mean, I want to shout out to the San Antonio fans and stuff because I had – in 2016, I believe it was San Antonio and Portland kind of fighting out for, for that last playoff spot. And I think – Orange County pipped us both in like the 90th minute with a couple of goals on the very last game, the last day. And it was, it was crazy, uh, but made some good friendships through that. So, you know, brothers in arms, right. As we hope, hope for our teams to make that last playoff spot. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Ooh, man. Nothing like using the term that was coined in the world. Second world war. At least one of them should make it this year. I think so. Probably. There's a good chance. That's a, that's a very layup take, though. That would be like if, if they were like, hey, count how many jelly beans are in this jar. And I went, well, at least one. <laughs> it's not that easy. No, it's not, Evan. It is not even close to that much of a layup. Come on, man. I would be, do you know how happy Kevin or I would be if we made the freaking playoffs? I'm talking eighth place and then we lose in the first round. I'd be I would ecstatic. say like, I know that feeling, but I, we've already. We've Get out of here. Get. <laughs> Kevin I and I are doing the rest of the show. Happy. Basically tied for the eighth seed right now. Yep, there it is. Hate See, you guys, it's a, it's a pony layup. <laughs> but you're also looking at a Portland Timbers two team who came off the second worst season of any USL team from 2017 in per ELA ratings. That only Antigua Barracuda of 2013 was worse. To making the playoffs Damn. the following year is a very good turnaround. Damn. How about how about just going <laughs> from the second worst season of any team ever? to having a, a, a not bad season 
That's a good turnaround, right? That's a great turnaround. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Phil, I can't wait for you guys to be in the USL Pro Division next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until Colorado Springs catches fire and the guys finish. Exactly. Oh, man, dude. that's really offensive. There's I am not holding my breath, right everybody. Now. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No. Kev's <laughs> <laughs> <Kept> just incredulous. <laughs> like, never. Never going to happen. And then, of course, it's going to happen. No, it's just going to happen. Portland, Portland's going to win the wait, AC on the final. Is... Portland's going to win the AC on the final day, then they find they feel an ineligible player and get bumped in the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> that'd be it's, it's, I, it's really good because... It, like, if before, there was any... Mis- it, I was going yeah. to to Pony. If there was going to be any mistake that Portland would make, I could believe that. But I don't think Portland's that incompetent. They, mm. Their front office is on top of stuff. I don't think that they would they would field an ineligible player. But hey, who knows? Anything can happen. Merritt Paulson tweets, "Dude, they're not ineligible." If I said they weren't ineligible, Uh-oh. and then promptly delete, promptly delete. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, keeps it up for an hour and screenshots it. Um, San Antonio two, Los Dos one. Um, Darnell King and Ever Guzman with uh, with the goals for San Antonio. LA gets one in the 90th minute. Um, and honestly, the rate they score goals sometimes, you're kind of surprised they didn't score seven in stoppage time. Um, solid win for San Antonio. They're they're like safe now. Yep, they've been, but you know, it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, San Antonio has now moved up to sixth in the Western Conference table with four wins, or with basically four consecutive wins against a few really impressive teams, including if you are including a Real Monarchs back on July 21st. So they've definitely climbed up the table because prior to this four-match winning streak, they went four straight uh, winless. Yeah, San Antonio has turned it around. They're they're doing what we actually thought they should be doing at the start of the season and they're becoming a really, really good team. If they are outside of the top four, that's going to be a huge landmine for somebody to run into in the first round. Mm. Who drafted that- San Antonio in our team draft? I don't oh, remember. Yeah. I just know I get bonus points, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I also, I don't have them. Hold on, I'm pulling it up right you now. But Tony, I do the thing. You certainly have bonus points, <laughs> Kevin. You picked San Antonio as your first yeah. pick in the. That you said that just so that Ryan could tell you you picked. Them <laughs> no, I legitimately <laughs> forgot. I'm just saying, hey, like, oh, he was the really smart guy that lives in the Pacific Northwest that picked them. I Someone looked that up. I can't think. Of I, also, it was. I also picked Orange County, though, right? Orange County doing really good. You picked Orange County in your fifth round. Well I, I'm convinced this is a bit now. You have it pulled yeah, up. Right. <laughs> got it in front of You're going to go down and be like, who was the guy that took Fresno? <laughs> I have Fresno. Come, yeah. Whatever. Come back next week for 20s prospector Kevin McCamish. You know, Pony, I think you had predicted uh, Phoenix and San Antonio as a first-round match would be quite the matchup oh, for the playoffs. It really would. Yeah, that's, that's my current – or even though my – I think between or not, Sacramento and second and San Antonio and sixth, but there's only six points between them. So it's wide open in the West. <laughs> so I got to give everybody. Oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead, Phil. Cause I'm just going to make a terrible reference. <laughs> I, uh, I got to give everyone the Charlie Ward updates. Cause he's my new favorite in, in the USL. And wow. uh, so we got two games ago, three games ago, we got 90% uh, success rate in passes last week. He got hundred percent this week. Somewhere in between because his uh, season success rate is 
So, uh, the dude's Hold killing on, it. Someone posted this. It might have been Harry. Sorry if it was. Um, he posted that since Harry Ward and their left back, I'm forgetting his name, have been starting, um, the team has had a turnaround. And I'm not so sure they're wrong about that being what the difference is. Pony, would you perhaps say it's the, the Wiki Wild Wild West? <laughs> there it is. Oh, <laughs> you held that for a long time, my uh, friend. Yep, well I did. I was just, just waiting for everyone to, to talk that joke in. Yeah, of course. Anything I could do to farther advance the career of Will Smith after making a really great song for a really terrible movie. Don't forget about Kevin Klein. He's in that one, too. I try to forget about that whole movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, this what is why you should become a Patreon it? and listen to our Stick to Sports episode, because it's going to be this, but for an hour. I saw um, <laughs> that's yeah. probably the worst I'm so looking forward to it. I'm made. so looking forward to it. Uh, what's the next match? Who, who played? Orange Lauren Conrad beats Swope Park? Okay, great. Uh, Darwin Jones got a brace and discovered that evolution exists. <laughs> Orange County, thank you. And yep. Felipe Hernandez in the 19th minute, two to one win for uh, Lauren Conrad and the cast of Orange County SC. Someone got really upset that they didn't win the uh, Orange County game. It was Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you bring it up, Phil? That he was really hunting for those DPs, bro. I oh, mean, Harry, I'm going on on eBay and I'm going to find you a VHS set of OC. You so you can't watch on. him anyway. It's 2018. You got Amazon Prime that to him. No way. eBay. It's on Netflix. Hey oh, Ryan, well. uh, 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 uh. no, you do not watch the OC. We didn't promise on the Netflix. people Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Pay for your Netflix for a month, but you have to watch ours. And then, like, people are going to ask me to chill or something, right? You know, yeah, something's going to go wrong. It. Yeah. Um, VHS. Anyway, there was a soccer game. <laughs> was there? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just bad jokes all around. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you always come for That's that part. Got. This is the most bad jokes. Walt Parker last month. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I mean, a good win for Orange County. There, one or two kind of stumbles or, or games where you thought they should have played better, gotten more out of it. But that's another team that's that's in a in a wide open Western Conference. They're doing all right. I think the bigger story is that Swope Park is in major trouble right now. They are they are not playing well. They're winless in six. They have never won. I mean, they're it's just and in those six games they've only scored at most one goal. They look bad right now. They yeah. over the past few years they've been this team that's played okay, Phenomenal. made fourth seed and gone on a good run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But right now they don't look like a good team, and I think. Especially if St. Louis and Portland start playing well or keep playing well, yeah. Swope Park's not making the playoffs. Yeah, Swope, Swope is like number one rank for falling out and falling down in the next several weeks for sure. I would think, yeah. And, and, and props to them, though, because I think part of the reason they're doing so badly is because they sent all their young, talented players up to the senior team. And, and yeah. that's what you'd rather see. Than winning USL, uh, in my opinion, I'd rather see these. Well, for them too. Yeah, yeah, and for our national team, you know, like we're gonna yeah. see these 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds playing for the national team. At least two or three of them. Busio got an assist at age sixteen, and he's got more minutes than uh, Andrew Carlton. So, um, you know, put that stuff that in your pike and he's the better Andrew. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, but he's got more yeah, minutes, yeah. so sporting Kansas City, Vermees or Tata? Um, yeah. 
next match, uh, Vegas won RGVFC nil. Um, Joel scored. I'm not going to try it. Like, I'm just not going to try it. He, uh, he, 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 sure. Sure. He, 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 I, I'll take it. He, 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 he. Joel, let us know. Let us know. DM us. Wiki. 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 I heard. Joel, where's, where's Carson when you need him? Yeah, right. God. I heard Mexicans say it when I was in Vegas. It's Wiki. Wow. A Wiki? <laughs> like, like Wikipedia? Yeah. Oh, Wik- not okay. Wiki. Not Wiki. Okay, you know. Wiki. Sure, no, it's more like a record scratch, you know. Wiki, Wiki, Wiki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wiki, wiki, you know, it's a bad show when Pony's making bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's my favorite Vegas player. I think he's awesome. Pony is? That's weird. I don't think they signed him. No, oh. those are llamas, Phil. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, got him. Uh, no, good win for Vegas. Um, not that RGVSC is the toughest competition in the West, but. I, I, it's another team that had like all the ball, but didn't get anything out of it, which is fascinating to me. RGV's winless on the road, like the whole season. Yeah, whole season, no wins. Okay. That's not good. That's crazy and terrible. In Bad fact, Las Vegas have won their last four matches at home. That's a one 0 victory over RGV, one 0 over St. Louis, four one over Seattle, and then four one over Colorado Springs. I think what's more telling is they've only had four home matches since June 2nd. Yeah, Vegas is okay at home and bad on the road. It's They're basically RGV. Hmm. But, <clears throat> Ryan, now, yes, they've had four home games since June, but um, you know where in the United States they're located, right? And and it is the summertime. That's true. Yeah, I mean, granted, it is Las Vegas, and they, but it was their decision to wear all black kits for home. <laughs> their stuff. Granted, yeah. it's technically night when they play. It's not it as night. bad. It's technically night. <laughs> I'm going to say this because I went to that that um, Seattle two versus Vegas game, and Vegas at night is cooler and less humid than St. Louis at seven seven thirty. Is I, it also it feels cooler better. than St. Louis at seven thirty? Was it? I'm sorry, I missed it. Is it also just cooler than St. Louis at seven thirty? Yeah, I mean it's Vegas, and we're a flyover city, so you know. Oh, I would stop in St. Louis for like two hours and talk to me, and then leave. Hey, I, I've been to St. Louis. I mean, I didn't leave the airplane, but technically <laughs> touched down on the tarmac for like an hour. Does that, that counts, right? <laughs> Screw you! Kat. Oh no, they're like, we're sorry, everyone. There's a weather delay. We have to land in St. Louis. We <laughs> no! can't. No, no. It's exactly what the pilot said. It's exactly what the pilot said. <laughs> Like I, I, there's no way around it. We were gonna try to we were gonna try to land in in Topeka, but we have to touch ground and say <laughs> no. It was it was a it was DC to Chicago to Portland, and because we had to land in St. Louis, oh, yeah. I missed my connecting flight from Chicago to Portland. Yeah. I had to stay the night in Chicago. Well, well at least you got to Chicago, right? We're, we're I was gonna say St. Louis is actually a good airport to have to get stuck in rather than Chicago because you know there's no one in St. Louis, so it's a nice empty airport. <laughs> For real, like our airport's just a big driveway. Is that what uh, push Kronecki away? Uh, no, maybe. it was it was uh, before you were born, Ryan. <laughs> Ooh, probably, really, it, it probably uh, was. It was uh, a, it was a school trip. That to was the, when Kevin was still an oil miner, and, and uh, I went to Philadelphia and DC, and for a couple of weeks on the summer. But you know, America helped build RFK, right? That's how long. Yeah, I how, no, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> it was a school history trip. 
Once you were American. You go to you get a different state. Yeah, what? Going more than five miles was it for? Yeah, what? I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> Flights were probably like $2 million back then, too. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. money, we're off the rails. Let's, let's look at this at least. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> like baby. soccer. Yeah, Pony, let's, talk let's, to me let's about Sacramento and Fresno. Let's get out of the way and go. <laughs> Pony, do it. I want to pull up the notes. Okay. <laughs> no, just, just start talking. Oh, we're back in soccer. Sacramento, Fresno. Sacramento gets a 1 0 home win. So Sacramento is still playing. I almost want to compare it to 2016 Cincinnati, where they're starting to actually play good against teams they should be beating. Hmm. Hmm. And they're getting on a little bit of hot streak right now. They're they're really outperforming anything I thought they would do at the start of the season. I kind of went into the year thinking if they backed in the playoffs, I'd be happy with it. And they're squarely set to challenge her on the top spots, especially at home. They've been playing very well. They're on a hot streak. And even against Fresno, who is, I think, starting to, in the group a little bit. They had a got a goal and a very they got a win on a nice late goal from Bajev, who is another player stolen from Portland. I guess that's starting to come a theme. People who leave Portland do good other places. But overall I think this was a it was a good close game. Both teams had their chances, even though I think Sacramento had a probably deserved a win, but attendance wise it's one of the only games all season Sacramento didn't sell out. I think I blame the smoke to an extent. It's all the California wildfires. It's pretty ugly out here. I don't think I've seen the sky in two or three days. Wow. But I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, it's it got really bad these last few days. It's you can we walk outside and it smells like smoke. Wow. It's uh it's supposed to get real hazy up here this week as a southerly airflow blows all that up here to my neck of the woods. Wow. Hey, if it gets out of here, I'm happy. Well, it's gonna be a hundred degrees this week. And Smokey, so I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> well, Smokey's the bear is there. That's great. Pretty not sure this kind of Smokey. There's probably going to be oh. some tear gas up there, too, if there's any more rioting. There's no... <laughs> it's the police that riot. What are you talking about? Maybe. You said the police hey, were everywhere. Back to soccer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah Portland Timbers 2-1, Phoenix Rising 4, meaning the, uh, the Portland Timbers, the tiny Portland Timbers, only scored once. And Phoenix didn't make them happy, and their skies were very gray because Phoenix scored four times. Yep. I actually was predicting a 4-2 loss, so I was pretty close. Um, with the way the T2 defense has been, fully expected Phoenix to run riot. Um, and also with the late goals, you know, it's it's T2 defense. I don't know what's happened. Um, as we kind of mentioned before against Orange County, th- their defense is not doing well. The attack is improving. It's it's still there in somewhat. This one, uh, unfortunately, this is the one game where it wasn't there. Uh, Langsdorf missed two penalty kicks. Um, so it, it could have been a 4-3 loss, but and he could have tied for the Golden Mood, but he didn't. It was pretty bad. Uh, all around, it was really bad. I mean, the, the only bright side is that the new player we signed the first team signed thomas thomas connecty or connecty or something i don't know how to pronounce his last name um he he started got some minutes so that means hopefully we'll see him for the first team soon um but other than that it was just a pretty awful game for the hosts awful all around i think phoenix, phoenix needed this one too because they were winless in four straight road games and only scored one in that span if they're going to be one of the best teams in the west they need to be able to win on the road yeah. And they should win against teams like T2, especially when we're struggling as we are, especially in the defense, which is why I fully expected Phoenix to win. And, and uh, you know, 
it's good. I shouldn't say it's good because I'm sad that we lost, but it it's the the the, the game happened as I expected it to happen. So, hmm. uh, guys, rising is ones. Mark Murray is is here. Uh, he said he was at that match. Great result after a rocky couple weeks for Phoenix, but he thought the score flattered us. Uh, six changes from from last week. Um, so yeah, I mean a good result. And, and Kev, to your point, like not happy that Portland lost, but it's it's one rare example of a team in the Western Conference like doing what they're supposed to do. Exactly. So that was nice. Um, last match of the week. Oh, I was just going to say the rebound match for Phoenix after losing four one to Real Monarchs. This is the perfect way. <laughs> Just kind of bounce back before they lose to Orange County and then travel to Las Vegas in their next two. Yeah. Steven Hernandez brings up a good point. The drug is going to be back in a couple weeks, too. So that'll be a spark. If you're struggling, come play T2 right now. (laughs) Uh, That rebound. And then, and then finally this week, it's your game of the week, it's my game of the week, it's everyone's game of the week, it is the Louisville-Indianapolis Proximity Association Football Contest, or the LIPAFC. <laughs> Ends in a 2-2 draw, Louisville City in Indy 11. Uh, Jack McInerney scores twice because he's scoring now, which is good for Indy. Uh, but Ilya Illich in the 17th, and then George Davis the 4th in the 59th. Uh, leaves this one a 2-2 draw. Although Indy had, what, two penalties that, uh, that were saved? Yeah, uh, Brian Ownby. Oh, sorry, there was two yeah, penalties. both teams that, missed one. Yeah, both teams missed. Ownby in the fifth minute and uh, Starikov for Indy in the 72nd. Um, so four uh, penalty kicks missed across two games. Yeah, it's yep. crazy. I feel, like, crazy. I feel like this is all, like, we're talking all kinds about all kinds of players that used to play for Portland that are scoring goals. William Bijev, Jack McInerney, Nico yep. Britt. It seems like a lot of players The Portland was like, hey, we're not interested, and they go to the teams, and yeah. all of a sudden they're good. That's what happens when there's a rotating door of players. It's like Chelsea. Out of, as I think out of curiosity, there are four missed penalty kicks in the Sunday two games. If you got four penalty kicks to take against a USL keeper, do you think you score one? Yes or no? I would score zero. Zero, yeah. I'd get none. Guaranteed. Which USL keeper? Average. <laughs> Which <Mitchell>. one? <laughs> Ryan's like, I can replace her lovely. I think you could sneak one of four in against the USL keeper. Mitch, USL keeper. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, that's well, have you seen how he does when he gets thrown down to Atlanta? The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. answer what question. happened? Ryan pleading the fifth with the smart man. Well done. Um, <laughs> guys, how great is the Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association football contest for a name? Oh my God. My and favorite. like people took it. It's better than the game was. Yep. <laughs> I like it. It's really good. It's it's dumb. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and it's fun to say. <laughs> so that's all I need. Longest derby answer. What's the best? Yeah, I think that's really what it is. So if we can keep doing that with derby names, that would be great. Um, guys, it is. It's been a long show. Yep. But I'm okay with that. I think we all had a good time. We grew as people. We've experienced new things. Um, we won't go around the horn with uh, with social things and things because it's a little bit past the time that I like to do that. So we'll stop. But uh, for uh, Big Kev, Kevin McCamish, for Phil Grooms, for Pony, for Ryan Allen, my name, your host, Evan Valella. Um, check out our dear friends, Roughneck Scarves. Check out our dear friends at Soccer Loco. Check out our website, The USL Show. Add us on Twitter, at The USL Show. Um, DMs are open, so 
you know, if you need anything, feel free. Um, check out BG Unwritten because we're going to be on Foot Mob now, apparently, which is insane. Mm-hmm. So awesome. if you want to write for a team in the USL and get on Foot Mob, let us know. We can help you out. Um, but until then, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. We'll let you know about Stick to Sports because that should be a fun episode. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon, right? Take care.